Hi, this is Gilbert Hi. Gottfried, and I'm here with my co-host, Frank Santo Padre, and this is Gilbert and Frank's amazing Colossal Obsessions. It is. We're knocking them out. We're going through amazing yes. Colossal Obsessions episodes yes. to cover the summer, to cover August. Raybone is here. Hello. Always That's all I got. Always charismatic. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> we have two special guests sitting, two Daves. Dave Seidel. Hello. Hello, Dave. Dave is the lead systems engineer <laughs> right here at Earwolf. He's a big fan of the show. He's a big friend of the show. If you love the Charles Fox episode, thank him because he's the guy that got that wonderful keyboard in here. He's still waiting for a thank you from Gilbert. Yes, that, that was come. great. <laughs> and the Neil Sedaka episode to come. Dave and Jared O'Connell were kind enough to another uh, great episode. Yes, to to provide us with with uh, with needed music and tech. They're invaluable. They're they're big helps to the show. Uh, also, Dave number two, Dave Milstein. Hello, hello, <laughs> hello, Dave. Dave, how did you describe yourself when I asked you how you wanted to be introduced? I said I was a lawyer and a Jew. There you go, which Gil. is which you don't find a lot of. <laughs> that's that's a rarity. It's just like. Jew comedy writers. <laughs> uh, you just, I don't know where. <laughs> that makes me the rare Gentile comedy writer. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like the people that write all those Christmas songs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we've been doing these record collection episodes. We started with my record collection. Yeah. Weeks ago, we did Dara's record collection. Yes. We even did Dara's mom's record yes. collection when we started to get real obscure. Raybone, we did one with Raybone. The less said about that one, the better. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> Paul brought in Lithuanian... Uh, <laughs> I can't believe you couldn't get that. Yeah, dialect records <laughs> from, from, the, from the 20s. So Dave and Dave have been observing. They've been in the next room in the booth with Frank. See, so they're observing Jews. They're observing Jews. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> quick. Yeah. quick. <laughs> and uh, some, somebody among the three of us got the idea, why don't you guys bring in your record collection and try to stump us? So they happen to be on the premises. <laughs> Dave, uh, Dave Milstein is a super fan. They're both fans, and they've brought us their record collection. So this one's going to be called Dave and Dave's Record Collection. All right. And, they're, and we have not seen them. We Correct. do not know what the choices are. We've never met, <laughs> as Kreskin says. Frank, they've they've been in touch with Frankie V. He's queued them up. You guys can figure out the rest. So Actually, they're going to try Dave to stump is so us. talented. He's queued them up on his own computer. How about there. that? Yeah, Dave. But you love that kind of guest. That does that kind of preparation? <laughs> all right. So we'll start with Dave Seidel. All right. So, so uh, how do you want to work it? You guys going to alternate, or are we going to uh, do yours we'll just, and then his? Kind of. A uh, it's, it's a mishmash. Yeah, it's a mishmash. Yeah, we okay. we got a lot of the same. We'll records. jump in anywhere. All right, so uh, Frank, you might know this one. Which so Frank? Both Franks. Okay, this so, is Seidel uh, we'll, number one. We'll see if Gilbert knows this one first. Okay. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's an obscure one. <laughs> All right. Don't but, assume anything. But do you know the name of your theme song? I do because I chose it. Okay. Yeah, so I'm going to disqualify myself. I right. do not know the name. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you want to tell us? Well, Frank? when we named the show... The Amazing Colossal Podcast, yeah. which was obviously named after a movie. Yes. The Amazing Colossal Man, because we wanted to give the the theme and the feel of what this show was going to be about. <laughs> and we went searching for a piece of library music, and we wanted something a little eerie, a little creepy, but a little retro 60s, a little Dick Dale. And 
And Gilbert's phone is going off. <laughs> oh, that was our alternative theme. <laughs> yeah. yeah, We could have used Gilbert's phone. Uh, it's called Vampire Strut. Correct. By a guy named Bob Bradley. Right. Very good. You know, it's, yes. it's very much in the league with uh, Telstar and... That's what Those, I was trying to yeah, find. Yeah, yeah, the ventures or yeah. Tolstoy. Yeah, not yeah. Tolstoy. Like that. That's what we're going for. Yes. We're going for sort there of that, that hip space age New York kind of surf. Yeah, that's another one. Yes. You know what's funny about music? I gotta take voice lessons from Gilbert. We first put it on the the show. It sounded strange, but with repetition. Over time, it's the signature song. It's the signature. Yeah. It's inseparable from the show. I know how to play it on guitar. Even. You do? Yeah. <laughs> you in, in a future episode, will you do a live theme song for us? Sure, sure. That's great. <laughs> so you started with the hard one. All right. By the way, I'd like to remind people that Gilbert had no idea what the name of it was. <laughs> yes. Or the artist. Or had he ever and, heard it before? No. What was the name of it again? Vampire Strut. Ah, I like that. There you go. Yeah. It seemed right. All right. Next up. Oh! Streets on the China never mattered before. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know what that is. When you drop kick your jacket, This guy really does listen to the show. Came through the door, no one glared. But sometimes things get turned around and no one spared. We just lost this artist. All hands look out below. There's a change in the status quo. Gonna need all the help that we can get. According to our new arrival, life is more than mere survival. We just might live the good He's not going to get it. <laughs> no. Now, why would you have picked that, I wonder? Because it's the theme to Mr. Belvedere. Oh, my <laughs> God! Oh, my God! If he was sitting on his balls at the time, <laughs> he would have guessed it. And I feel so proud because I was on the studio lot doing another show. And when the news broke that news Mr. Broke Belvedere was rushed to the hospital because he just sat on his own balls. So uh, The great Leon Redbone. But it wasn't written by Leon Redbone. Ooh. It was written by Judy Hart Angelo and Gary Portnoy who also wrote the theme to Cheers, Cheers yeah. and Punky Brewster. Yes, mm. yes. And now... Uh, Very good. Now, Very uh, good. Christopher Hewitt wasn't the first person to play Mr. Belvedere. Clifton Webb. Ah! Oh, and God. what movie? Also sat on his balls. <laughs> <laughs> but see, him, it movie? wasn't as much weight. <laughs> what was the title? Uh, Paging Mr. Belvedere, or or We Love Mr. Belvedere, or Mr. Belvedere Strikes Again, or uh, well, something? The, it was the 1948 film Sitting Pretty. Oh, okay, I'm way off. Then, oh, that, that's a great title. His name Sitting wasn't in the title. Pretty. <laughs> was but it was followed by two sequels: Mr. Belvedere Goes to College and oh. Mr. Belvedere Rings the Bell. There you go. Mr. Belvedere. He rings the bell. Clifton Webb from Titanic. Yes, the original yes, Titanic. yes, I remember. Yes, and, and Laura, of course. And he's got that one line where his grandson decides not to leave the Titanic. And he says, I want to stay with you, Grandpa. And Clifton Webb says, I've never been as proud of you as I am this moment. Beautiful. Never sat on his balls once, Clifton. Yeah. Webb. And if he did, he'd hardly feel it. He was a little man. 
With surprisingly large testicles. Seidel has put some thought into these selections. Yes. These are these are these, these are really specific. are. Yeah. These are. He's thoughts. a clever fellow. All right. Ready? All right. Here we go. Number three. Ah, oh, Zap. <laughs> Something's happening to me. It's happening to me. The quiet kid I used to be Not long ago One I used to know Someone So strange Suddenly my whole life has been changed Turn inside out Makes me wanna shout Here I am Take a look at me I'm high as a kite and I'm twice It's free like a dream that was meant to be. This time, get fun and ready to go away like it did before. I'm gonna hide from it anymore. I'm gonna fly like a ball. This time, it's mine. Oh, it's my golden shot. And I'm ready to get what you got if you're ready or not. I was always playing hide and seek, hiding from the light. And then by the light, I can see the light. Here I am. Take a look at me. My eyes are kind and I'm twice as free like a dream that's meant to be. This time, it's mine. I'm not running away like I did before. How do we stop not going to hide like what you're going to find what I'm looking for. You put this the dime time, in, you get the whole song. John and I'm ready to get what you got if you're ready or not. Ready or not. Oh, this is that horn. Thank you, Corky. Solo. That was beautiful. This five minutes of our lives will never get ever, back. Did you ever hear anyone be ahead and behind yes. in the same song? Now, now, okay, now, Charlie, uh, Charlie Fox. Fox. If you're out there, memorize that. <laughs> and, and then come, you let him come back. Yes, and then come back just to do that. <laughs> you can come in, play that, and then leave. He's going to fly in. Wow. Just do that one. I, I, I like the Zap thing. Maybe David Pomerantz lives in New York. Yes, yeah. yes. Seidel, you are, now you're just pandering. <laughs> yeah. All right, now we're going to switch it up a that little bit. That was fun. This next one is uh, Dave Melstein. Ooh, pick. moving yes. on to the other Dave. Yes, yeah. here we go. Much has been said of the strumpets of yore. Oh, when she's in baldy house queens by the score. But I sing of the baggage that we all adore. The landlord's daughter, you'll never love another. Although she's not the kind of girl to take home. Greybone, any guesses? <laughs> is lively and strong to the test. It is brewed with discretion. Never Ooh, it's deep in thought. How about you like it? You might you get it. Not to waste. Wow. The landlord's daughter and when her name 
can assume it's called the landlord's daughter. <laughs> yeah. Well, you consider yourself stumped yet? Yes, yes. I consider us very stumped. All right, extremely so, stumped. That's from one of the greatest horror movies of all time, The Wicker Man. Oh, oh okay. Christopher Lee. And yes, that, I know. I yeah. even know the scene. Yeah. So yeah, not to give away anything too much about the movie to the listeners, but that's when Edward Woodward is starting to pick up on there being something very wrong wow. with the people in that town. And they're singing about Brit Eklund there. Also a podcast-specific song you chose. Right. So you've been listening even to the mini-episodes. That's correct. Yes, we picked The Wicker Man as a, as a movie yes. recommendation Number many 16. moons ago. Wow, that was very impressive. Is that the scene where Brit, Brit Eklund is? That's not the one where she's dancing. So that's the. there's two really great songs in that movie. There's that one, and then there's a song called Gently Johnny. Right. And that's the seduction one is Gently Do- oh, Johnny. wonderfully disturbing film. Yes. It's, a well-made it's, film. It's one of my top five it's horror a, films. Terrific job. And, uh, and so a little trivia about that one. That was written by Paul Giovanni and performed by a group called Magnet, who appear in that scene as the musicians. Wow. And uh, so there's actually a spiritual sequel uh, Robin Hardy made a sequel called The Wicker Tree. Yes, Robin that, Hardy, the director. Right. Yes. Uh, and now this one I know, uh-huh. <laughs> getting back to Zapped. Do you, uh. I, I know who sang it. Do you know the group that sang uh, uh, Ready or Not? Was it Magnet? Nope. J. Fred Poots? No, <laughs> it was plain Jane. Yes, yes, Jane. Oh. yes. yes. that's right. <laughs> yeah, yep. Nice choice, Milstein. Thank you, thank you. And another side note: the uh, author of the Wicker Man, or the rather the screenwriter Anthony Schaefer, sure. who is Jewish, <laughs> he wrote a treatment for a sequel called The Loathsome Lambton Worm. That again, without spoiling anything, it takes place immediately after the Wicker Man ends, and it takes off from there. But it never got produced. Very impressive. I'm as stumped as Toadie Fields. How about you? (laughs) (laughs) We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, you ready? Here Who's we go. next? Next ready. one. This is another Dave pick, Dave Milstein pick. Boy, we've been embarrassing ourselves here her so far. Her head is growing bald. Her feet are twice her size. She says it's not her fault. She's got Marty Feldman eyes. She'll <laughs> 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 she confuse the hell out of you. She's got Marty Feldman eyes. All right, I think you can fade it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, obviously a parody of Kim Carnes' Betty Davis eyes. Now, I could give a hint if it would help. Give think, a hint. Think David Crosby. Is it David Crosby? It's not David Crosby. <laughs> well, it's Bruce Baum, the 80s. Uh, Oh, jeez. Speaking of funny comics. Wow. Right. With, yeah, an answer to uh, wow. a question so from a previous show. So in 1981, show. he put out a single uh, covering Kim Carnes' Betty Davis eyes. It's Marty Feldman's eyes. 
But, <laughs> but now what I really wanted to ask both of you, and this is good, do you guys know the connection between Marty Feldman and Mad Magazine beyond him just appearing at it? Oh, no. Wait a minute. I know the connection between John Cleese and Mad Magazine. That's not what I was thinking of. Right. Why don't you say who the uh, artist so author specifically is? Sergio Aragonas yeah. and Marty Feldman. I don't know. Was there a Gru the Wanderer movie <laughs> developed <laughs> with Marty? With Marty in yet. the lead. Shout out to Mark Evanier. So, our pal. in the early 2000s, DC Comics had an anthology comic series called Solo, where each issue was devoted to one particular artist, and they could tell do whatever they want with it. In Sergio Aragonés's issue of Solo, he tells about the time he possibly killed Marty Feldman. <laughs> This so, is great trivia. <laughs> so he was a school friend of a director named Juan Lopez Moctezuma. L- love his work. Yep, Alicarda. No, I'd never heard of him. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 so they were, they were uh, childhood friends. Then in 1981, he gets a phone call from Moctezuma asking, would you want to fly down to Mexico City, appear in a movie I'm making called To Kill a Stranger, uh, which had Dean Stockwell in it. Okay. Which I've never seen. Or, wow. Or, you know. Uh, so he goes down there. He's playing a federale. He's an armed cop. Sergio Aragonas is dressed up as a Mexican police officer with a gun. He's taking a stroll around the set. He wanders into another movie set that it turns out uh, is the set of Treebeard, which is a movie with Peter Boyle and James Mason and Cheech and Chong. And most importantly... They changed the title to Yellowbeard. I'm sorry, Yellowbeard. Yeah. Treebeard is uh, Lord of the Rings. That's okay. <laughs> so, uh, and Marty Feldman's in it. So he finds out Marty Feldman is in this movie. He goes crazy. I need to meet Marty Feldman. He's my hero. He spies him on set, and he runs up to him. Marty Feldman, Marty Feldman! Except forgetting he's dressed as a Mexican police officer with a fake gun. So he said Marty Feldman turned around and was, ah! And he's basically screaming at Marty Feldman that, like, I, I'm a cartoonist, but I love you, and I'm an actor. And Marty Feldman doesn't know what's going on. And so uh, he leaves dejected. Marty Feldman just staring at him. He spends the whole night torturing himself that he blew this opportunity so he says, the next day I'm going to make it right. He goes back to the set. He asks some actors, like, hey, where's uh, Marty Feldman? I need to, um, you know, apologize to him and to speak to him. He said, you didn't hear the news? He died last night. Wow. And so he's, he's always wondered if he possibly played a role in that. How spooky. Ooh. In his heart attack. Yeah. Wow. Now I'm just sad. A bit of a downer. <laughs> that's a seat. Dave Milstein playing the role of Paul Raybone. <laughs> bringing the room down. Say, that's my job. But that's what Gina always says about me. Like, in the middle of an interview, I'll, I'll have a funny story. Everyone's laughing, and I'll go, your wife died in childbirth. Yeah, you know, you're yeah. You've been guilty of that a few times. <laughs> We, we won't mention specifics. Good stuff. Good trivia. Very. Yep, so Bruce Baum. That's a chili. <laughs> what a mention. Okay, back to, right. back to Dave Seidel. Next up. Here we go. Now, again? I heard a story with Bruce Baum that one time he was at an airport and another comic spotted him, and the other comic was Arabic, and I forget the comic's name, and he saw Bruce Baum, and he got, starts yelling, Bomb! Bomb! <laughs> and they, they arrested him. Gino's on the phone right now. There you go. You, you mentioned him, and there he is. Hold him up to the mic. All right, Gino, when you hear this episode. What's that? Hold him up to the mic. Put him up to the mic. Here. Gino, you there? I'm here. You're on You're on the air. You're record- We're recording. 
Sorry. That's okay. We were Gilbert was just saying how uh, uh, you tell him how he can ruin any interview by taking it into a dark direction. <laughs> <laughs> what tragedy is he brought up now? <laughs> we're gonna call you back right after this episode. We got two guys doing music. Take your time. We love you, buddy. Okay, Seidel, back to All you. All right, here we go. She got a nose job. She got a nose job. It's now turned up instead of hanging down. Gil, any takers? No. You both may have had this at some point. Was it a guy who made comedy novelty records or a, re- or a legit singer? This is a, a comedy record. Raybone, anything? Sorry to wake you, Paul. <laughs> no guesses. Okay, so there was two issues of Mad Magazine in 1962 that came with Flexi Records. Oh! And this is from Mad Twists Rock and Roll. Wow. And that's actually a doo-wop group called the Delwoods that I think wow. never did much else. I'm so that. ashamed of myself <laughs> what, what else for not knowing this that? great exactly. stuff. <laughs> impressive, All right. impressive. All right, next up. Sounds so familiar. Oh, Lon Chaney Jr. Oh, it's a monster's holiday. Yes, yeah. Yeah. We played this on an episode one Christmas. All right. Let me hear it. Nice work. Was that a Seidel or a, or a Milstein selection? That was a Milstein. Nice this, work, Dave. Was this before or after Monster Mash? It was after. after oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a well, cover. It's, it's such a rip. Yeah. 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 It actually has the same backup singers from yeah. Monster <laughs> And he recorded it uh, in between filming Spider Baby. Oh, okay. Nice. nice. So that's one of the two songs because uh, Lon Chaney also sang the theme song to Spider yeah, Baby. Right, yeah, which is great. That song is amazing. Yes. Well, I can't remember how it goes. Isn't Sid Haig in Spider yep, Baby? Yep. Yeah, how about that? All good, right. Good calls, man. Good stuff. <laughs> next up. Are you entertained, Gilbert? Oh, how yes. Hard these guys have worked. This is yes. My, this next one is my favorite song. But of I the never week. got a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I've been listening to the song over and over. Okay. Over. This is I don't think we've guessed one yet except for our, our own theme. <laughs> When the night is dark, that's Burgess and Meredith. You're fast asleep. Oh yeah, correct. Somewhere in Gotham. Well, it's some Batman thing, but I am the master of evil and dastardly deeds. Is this from that Batman on LP from the sixties? Yep. I feed Batmania. Feed. But it was first released on a forty-five. That's me. <laughs> this is great. Oh, this is gold. So, uh, you want to explain that this one's called The Capture. The A side is The Capture, so he gets captured by Batman. This is great. And the B side is The Escape. So so it ends with the penguin getting away and, uh, you know, really giving it to Burt Ward. (laughs) (laughs) I beg your pardon? Uh, Oh, boy. (laughs) Have you seen the Gorshin? 
the live version. It's on YouTube where he no. does the Riddler. Wow, no. On a, on a I've ver- heard that song. On a variety never... show. No. It's great. I'll send it to you. Yeah. yeah, people have put it on the Listener Society. Now, great find. I saw a trailer for a movie that looks scary as hell. And uh, the funny thing, it starts Frank Gorshin yeah. as George Burns. Mr. Frank Gorshin. Yes. Yeah. He and oh, he did well. He did a one man show. As no, George this Burns. this wasn't a one man show. It was an actual movie. <laughs> I gotta find this. Where and and it's like, I I think they have other people. Maybe Rodney Dangerfield pops up in it, but he looks and sounds exactly like George Burns. But the movie looks beyond horror. Fascinating. Okay, <laughs> we'll have to find out what that yeah. is. Yeah, right. but that Riddler. Yeah. I, I heard the recording of it, but I never saw that he live He does jokes and he dances, yeah. and he's actually, he moves quite well. Okay. Yeah. All right, this next one's me. Okay. Even though we're oh, on even though Frank, Frank Gorshin died of cancer from all the smoke. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. so I just... Yeah. I believe emphysema. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, he's a two-pack-a-day smoker. And then I think his daughter commits suicide when <laughs> she found out I that know. he... I don't think I, I don't think that. <laughs> All right, so okay, the, Seidel, hit us. Even though we're on <laughs> Stitcher Premium, it's time for a commercial break. Yeah. Mount Airy Lodge. More reservations for one eight hundred four four one four four one zero. You own this as a record, huh? Yep. <laughs> this was in your record collection. You had to go to the WFMU record fair back in the day. Wow. The, the real deep cuts. Wow. <laughs> Boy, how many times have I heard that one? Mount, yeah. Beautiful Mount Airy Lodge. I like it. Uh, I've been there. You got some facts. What oh, was yes, the other one? The Milford Plaza jingle. Yes, I always, right. Yeah, we I had was, that, we, that, we was, had that one cute. I was, I was actually cute. I always enjoyed that one. <laughs> and, you know, for listeners that don't know, uh, Mount Airy Lodge was a Poconos resort. It was kind of the Catskills of sure. Pennsylvania. Sure, uh, Podcast favorites like Milton Berle, Nipsey Russell, and Connie Francis played there. Um, and the commercial was kind of famous for that champagne glass jacuzzi. Uh, you know, as kids, we would watch that commercial and want to go up there and beg our parents to go swim in that jacuzzi that was probably <laughs> covered in layers oh, yeah. of yeah. DNA. And, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get in a jacuzzi Nipsey Russell had you had been in. Poconos. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay. So, was so that, that, get, that was a Milstein or a Seidel? That, that was, was me. That, that was, was a Seidel. But, you know, it's yeah. both. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't really a forty-five, but. I'll let you stretch the premise. I I also remember all those years when I was a kid of those billboards that would have a picture of Jerry Lewis saying, Browns is my favorite resort. There you go. (laughs) Okay, who's next? All right. This is fun. This is me. I haven't guessed one of these fuckers yet. Paul? <laughs> Jesus, I don't know. Gilly? It sounds so familiar. But... Ramones-esque. Yeah. That's because it is the Ramones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one reason. All right. So far, I've guessed Ramones and Burgess Meredith. <laughs> Which uh, two that always go together. They do. They were great together. <laughs> All right. So, uh... 
Gilbert, you know you're one of the surviving yes, Ramones? Yes. Gilbert Ramon? Yeah. So who else is still alive? That, you know, that's someone I was talking to someone recently trying to figure out. Timmy Ramon? Timmy? What? There was no Timmy. <laughs> there was a Timmy. Freddie Ramon? He's still there. Freddie Ramon. Right. So uh, CJ is still alive, the bass player, second oh, bass okay. player. Okay. Uh, Elvis Ramon, who okay. is Clem Burke from Blondie. Very good. And then Richie Ramon, who was also one of the drummers. Excellent. And then there's Zeppo. That was actually a question I was going to ask. Um, and Tito. From your time in the Ramones, who, if they were the Marx Brothers, who would be Chico? <laughs> <laughs> you know, aren't you flattered that they've done so much research, not into the show, but into your career? Uh, amazing. Yes. Amazing. Yes. Now, uh, from that, what was that? From Up All Night? or Yes, uh, Up All Night. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, in the beginning of that, you're on Avenue B and 2nd Street yeah. outside of uh, what used to be called the gas station, which was like a club that was kind of made out of garbage. Yeah. And my brother actually lived diagonally across the street. That was a colorful <laughs> area. Yes. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you Back remember in those anything? days. I can't imagine being there with a video crew. Yes. Uh, I, I don't think we uh, went we left with all of our cameras. <laughs> <laughs> that was an interesting hood. Okay, is Milstein next? Uh, yes. Okay. And this is the uh, penult- penultimate. 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 Because I used track. to live on Avenue A. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Another funny was- thing about that song, actually, it, the lyrics were originally, I'm a Nazi baby, I'm a Nazi baby. And I think Seymour Stein was like, we're not having you sing I'm a Nazi baby. <laughs> <laughs> so if you listen to it, he says, I'm a Nazi shotzi. Which is Yiddish for like a little cutie, like a little baby. Oh, so he's basically wow. saying it anyway. Uh, and, <laughs> and speaking of all that, I brought you a little plastic swastika for your 45. Oh, wow. I brought you a, rec- a 45 adapter. Wow. Oh, Gil, you made out tonight. So nice. They, bring, they did all this prep and they brought swag. They brought okay. gifts. Thank you for uh, using the word penultimate correct. Right, here's the <laughs> penultimate number. Uh, two live crew. Yes, correct. <laughs> and who is who is that guest vocalist? Gilbert knows. I'm going to play the beginning again so he can listen closely. Gil, who, Here we go. Who is being sampled in this record? Oh, if you were DJ Gilbert, what would you have sampled? Yeah, what would you have beat? sampled to get the to, to get um, the to, cueing it back up? Here we go. go. Who is it? Oh, love you long time. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Oh, fuck. Yes. Happy Unchusu. Yes. If only she knew. Oh. She was also a hip-hop star in addition yes. to an actress and a prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, does our lawyer. A, that was a hit. Yeah. yeah. Does our lawyer want to say a little something about that song? Oh, that's right. So on that, uh, so that album is called "As Nasty as They Want to Be." It was the first, and I think to date only album ever declared legally obscene. Interesting. In, uh, in America, yeah. When Tipper Gore was out uh, yeah. hunting, yep. head hunting. Nice choice. We were just talking about Papillon <laughs> yeah. about thirty-five minutes ago. Yeah. Before you guys See, because because the, the problem I've wanted her on the show since we started, and and Frank keeps saying to me, he goes. 
well, what are you going to say? <laughs> you know, uh, me, get her to say me so horny and that's it. And I said, well, yeah, yeah. That, you, you can ask her what could you get sure for $10. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure she'll be so flattered. <laughs> she'll tell all her friends. And I'm sure no one else has ever asked her to say <laughs> that before. Oh, boy, oh, boy. It's, it's probably, I, I think it would probably be like, like getting in Jimmy Walker and say, come on, scream. I know my. Yeah. I said you could do your Bill Dana Sue. See. Yeah. Do yes. your bit with her. It was a woman on the Sopranos, Christopher? That was another one. What was her name? Well, that wasn't Bill Dana's bit. It was Mel Blanc's bit. Mel Blanc. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Who died thirty years ago yesterday? Very good. On the day of this taping. Wow. Least. See, now you're taking over the Gilbert <laughs> part of bringing the room. Is there one left? Yes. Oh. The final one. It's a short one. Oh, boy. Here we go. You're going to have time, hard time topping that one. It's Tara's theme. From the yeah, Gone with the Wind, million dollar what, movie. What else, what else might it be? Million dollar movie. Million dollar movie. Yeah. Yeah. Million dollar movie. <laughs> Great piece there of music. We picked this one because this was sort of the uh, going to bed hour yeah. at one point in New York City. Oh boy, you guys are taking me back. <laughs> Who wrote it? Max yeah. Steiner, right? I don't know. Yeah, I think Max Steiner from King Kong. And and uh, check, check me out on that, Paul. Make sure I'm right. Wasn't he also, um, 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 uh, oh, God, the Humphrey Bogart and... Uh, Casablanca. No, no, with the gold. Treasure of Sierra Treasure of Sierra, Sierra He did the music for that, too, didn't he? You show me one other podcast... That's going to get Mount Airy Lodge, <laughs> and it's Treasure of the Sierra Madre, and live cruise, two live crews, Be So Horny, in the same episode. It doesn't exist. Paul, how are we doing on that? Was it Max Steiner, in fact? I, I, I haven't got it yet. We're going to do, do another episode while waiting for Paul. <laughs> Guys, this was terrific. This was great. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Great fun. What wonderful prep. How many of those were actual records? Oh, a I lot think of most them, of these, yeah. yeah. Most okay. of them. I mean, we, you I know. mean, I actually have the Mr. Belvedere on vinyl. <laughs> that's that's. It uh, sounds way better on te vinyl. Television's greatest hits. Yep. Volume does. six, remote control. Yep. The the uh, other TVT records, nineteen ninety six. All right, let me see how fast. Let me show Paul how it's done. I just and, started. And looking the it other up. thing that the, searchers, the other music, the summer place. Yeah, but who was the? But was it Tara's theme? Who who uh, who composed it? Uh... While we're waiting for Paul, <laughs> if you'd like to go out and jog or learn, if you'd like to Max, learn, Max Steiner, how long did that take me? Yeah. <laughs> Twenty-two if, seconds. If you'd like to master the cello, I've got it. <laughs> don't don't sign off yet. I think I've got it. Uh, this there, was very entertaining. There, there was also that other one that depressed me because it meant it was late, and that was. And I forget the name. Da 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 
syncopated clock. Yes, yes, yes. That was another depressing. Yeah, we we all lived through the days when television went off the air. Yes, that was suicide. The pledge of allegiance, and then static. There's a Billy Joel song called "Sleeping with the Television On" that that ends with the the Star Spangled Banner, and then you hear the white noise, and it's just so dated. And then go. Yeah, yeah. Those were sad days for when you were an insomniac. Oh, and and no VCRs in those days. Those you could fire up a movie. Those were like suicide. I think people would probably commit suicide <laughs> at that point. Between 12 and 4 a.m. Yes. What, what's another pop song that references television going off the air at the, in the, oh, in the uh, middle um, of the night? Uh, is that a Zach. 100 channels and there's nothing on? Uh, no, uh, Dean Friedman's Ariel. Do you know that song? No. Okay. Well, that's one for the listeners. <laughs> oh, you know I thought what, two oh, guys like you would know it. I had one quick question for you guys. When we talked about, when, when I did the uh, my my obscure record collection, yeah, yeah. we talked about the Please Please Me and Love Me Do that right. are credited as McCartney and Lennon. Yeah, I and knew that one. you mentioned one, one other example. Yeah, um, I, in the mid to late 90s, McCartney did a record called Paul is Live, I believe. And, and that one, he switched them around to piss off Yoko. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just Fantastic. that that reminds me of something else. Uh, and we, you know, we did a whole show about story records. Story and story songs. We yeah. we left out Rocky Raccoon. Rocky Raccoon oh, yeah. fell yeah. back in his room only to there find Gideon. Well, there are a million yeah. Beatles ones we could have done. Yeah. There's so yeah. many. Yeah. There's so many. Oh, blood, oh, blood, da is a story song. Yeah. You really yeah. want to get technical. Thank you, guys. Thank you. This was, a, this was an Great absolute episode. treat. Great episode. Yeah, really. This was... For a Jew and a Gentile, hey. Gilbert. Yeah. <laughs> okay, just just give credit to the Jew. <laughs> I do want to thank you, Gilbert, because if it wasn't for you, I mean, I probably was the only 10-year-old in Brooklyn that knew who Kurt Valdheim was. So <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Kurt Valdheim and Joyce DeWitt in the same, in the same bit, yeah. as I recall. Dave Milstein, super fan. Dave Seidel, engineer extraordinaire, Thank big you. helper to us. Thank you guys for this. This was an Thank absolute this treat. Sorry we only guessed one out of 60. <laughs> <laughs> Gil? Oh. Well, you'll say their names. <laughs> yes, okay. Well, I don't, I don't fucking pay attention. Uh, this has been Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsession. Thanks, guys. Gilbert and Frank's colossal obsession.